What's up, everybody? Welcome into Pace the Nation. Broadcasting back here at Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia. Back again in the heart of Arlington County. Of course, that is Clarendon. Episode 188 of Pace the Nation. I'm your host, Chris Farley. And back again with a full crew. Excited to have across from me, of course, is Tess Strike. Tess, what's up? How are you? I'm good. How are you, Chris? I'm doing well. Glad to be here. Um, we are back in Studio 1A. There's pictures to prove we actually have a sign for Studio 1A. Did you see those pictures from last week? Yeah, they're gorgeous. Yeah, pictures of, of all hosts. Of New the pictures. back of my head. New pictures for the website coming soon of Studio 1A. Uh, and Tess is a real person because you will be on the website soon. Soon, I'm already soon. on the website. Oh, you are? Okay. All right. That's I'm right. not you on are. the iTunes That's right. or anything else, but I'm on the That's website. That's right. All right. Well, we got we to tweak that. Uh, you're going to help us tweak that. And uh, we'll get you uh, officially official. Not that you weren't before course but all right also to my left of course it's Williamy Docs. Docs what's up? Well it's a real question whether or not anybody's going to hear this show. <laughs> is it not recording? No we're recording. Okay. It's it's just a matter of whether or not this is going to get edited tonight. Uh, ah. We have a 750 million dollar jackpot and if I win that you'll be <laughs> we do. showless. We do. we do. I think we could afford an, an editor if you win. Uh, can you Give us a couple shekels to, to help with the editing if you win the jackpot. No way. That's it. That'll be the end of this. So long, suckers. I I, I bought my ticket. I got two two tickets. I have zero tickets. Zero right tickets. Now. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you'll buy. How many tickets are you going to buy, uh, Tess? I didn't know that this was a thing. I, it's not a thing. It's $750 not a thing. So million? Dollars? I mean, it's so ridiculous. We're just not going to win. Um, our, our group of friends uh, from Virginia, who we all ran together with... Uh, we have this docs organizes this big text thread and mm-hmm. gets people to contribute to uh, buy, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 tickets, yeah. which are $2 a ticket. So it's two bucks a ticket. You know, we start, you know, they racking raise, it up a little. Yeah. You're shelling out 20, 30. You're like, what am I doing? It's your, uh, it's your bets from the Super Bowl right. all over again. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Uh, but even those are more lucrative and those were dumb bets. This is a dumber bet. To uh, tr- to try to win the seven hundred fifty million, I told but the I guy. Bought my tickets. I told the guy that we went to school with uh, w- when we were in school. I told him that the lottery is just a tax for people that can't do math. Yeah, and he goes, "Not if you win." <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> he also uh, couldn't do math. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, a Virginia friend. Yeah. Wow. It wasn't me. No, I, no, no. It wasn't. Other friend it it wasn't. It, it was actually somebody that that we don't keep in touch with after gotcha. after we got out of school. Gotcha. All right, uh, that's funny. That's you a funny you line. could figure it out. Okay. Uh, somebody we don't keep in touch with and was not good at school. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm I'm with you. All right. Well, big <laughs> show to get to today, guys. Uh, excited to be joined on the phone by a coach, Coach Katie Kellner from Forward Focus Running is going to join us. She's a two-time qualifier for the Olympic trials and the marathon. She currently runs for BAA, but more importantly, she is a coach. She's an online coach. Uh, She coaches one of our loyal listeners, Daniel Ginsberg, and he introduced me to Katie. And she is uh, a great coach and up there in Boston who uh, is going to talk to us about uh, running, her coaching, and we're going to motivate our audience to get a coach and get ready for the racing season or just getting in shape season, the spring, the summer, the fall, whatever your goals are. I know Katie can help you get there, but I also know a coach can help you get there. Uh, so we'll talk uh, to Katie about her coaching and just coaching in general on today's show. Uh, also in today's program, a really inspiring story from uh, the St. Pat's Day 5K run from a couple weeks ago. Uh, that made Runner's World, and we'll share that with you. Uh, Tess is going to talk about her run commute. She is now at this new position, which we covered last week. Her new job, she can run commute from, and uh, she tried a run commute for the first time last week. From that location. From that location, right. And then we're going to talk about that experience. Running commuting is always a good thing, so um, look forward to talking about that. Uh, and... Doc's always has some odds and ends, so you know. Um, Don't put it on me. <laughs> so we'll, we'll get to all that on today's program. Before we do, though, uh, last we left you guys. Uh, oh, a cliffhanger! It, well, 
It was uh, Virginia, or are they going, uh, going to uh, move on or not? Uh, for uh, those of you who aren't watching the NCAA tournament, they did actually move on. Move uh, on. They are in this uh, Sweet 16 and play tomorrow night. We are recording here on Wednesday. Powerball Wednesday. March 27th. And uh, if uh, Virginia wins tomorrow and Saturday, oh my God. they will be in the Final Four. So this show may or may not be, depending on your Powerball <laughs> experience, will be out oh, on right. Monday. Uh-huh. Uh, and you know, it, at that point, you'll know whether uh, I'm in a really good mood and Doc's in a really good can mood I, or not. Can I say I, I watched the opening round game yeah. with, with uh, Farley yep. at, at, at another one of our friends' house. Um, and... Those two guys were so miserable in the first half because I, I think bad. I think Virginia was down by five points at halftime, something like that. They they came back, they shook the nerves, and they came back and 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 won the game. But how quickly these guys just turned on the team and just just were like was ready to miserable. fire the coach yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, oh, it was such an experience. Yeah. Well, I, I try to keep positive. I try to try to keep them positive. They wanted nothing to it. Well, I, I mean. We lost to a 16 seed last year, and yeah. I could see us if it, it was heading down that road. That's why again. you are not getting a front row seat if they ever win a championship. Yeah, that's uh, you well, can you can stay home in your lovely Arlington. I, I can buy one. I can be there. Um, I, I did want to bring up something tournament and running related. Okay, uh, real quick only here. if it's running yeah, related. Running related. Uh, most of our <laughs> listeners don't care about basketball. We are really excited here at, at uh, Pacers Running and uh, the DC area to have a new tech rep for ASICs. Her name is Courtney. I met her today. I think she's going to be a great game changer for uh, ASICs and and the D.C. running community. Um, I told her about the podcast, so I think Mm -hmm. she's going to listen. So welcome to the show, Courtney. Give her a secret word so that next time she sees you, she has to say that word just to prove that she listened. Uh, it's the, the, the word is, uh, Duke, uh, that I want you to, to, to the secret hmm. word is Duke. So that's hmm. what you're going to have to tell me next time I see you. Okay. And I bring that word up because she was a two time graduate of, so I asked her about her, her background and her, you know, history, where she's okay. from, all that stuff. Two time graduate of university of central Florida. And uh, I immediately just gave her a hug and I said, I'm sorry. I am so sorry. <laughs> because obviously Duke, I, I, and, and they should have beat Duke. Only, the, only Duke can, can do this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, the, the amount of chances that Central Florida had to win that game was just unbelievable. It was unbelievable, yeah. Yeah, so sorry, Courtney and all you universities. So wait, so then Cor- your secret word is something that's going to make her feel <laughs> that's bad? True, that's true. All or right. that she could just naturally bring up in conversation anyway. That's not yeah. a, a real... Well, it's kind of... I mean, she probably wouldn't, though, because... She was a big fan. I think she she played tennis at Central Florida, so she was in the the athletic department, and she was a you know a big sports fan, all that stuff. So she, it would be like bringing up a bad word at this point. So she mm-hmm. wouldn't bring it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think so. That I'll keep that as my password. Password Duke for Courtney. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I, I am sorry to Courtney and all the UCF fans. It, it was. I mean, if you watch the game, it was just. I mean, did you watch the game, Tess? I didn't. No. I mean, I, I just cannot believe. Only Duke could have three breaks in a row that they needed every single one of them. Oh, to win yeah. It was crazy. And, and of course, they got them all. And not a, not just the refs, but just the ball spinning around the, the, the rim, and mm-hmm. all you need to do was fall in. But some of that had to do with physics. <laughs> it, a little bit, but some of it had mm-hmm. to do with Duke's just they charmed, get all the breaks. Very yeah, charmed, yeah. yeah. All right, so that's your sports update. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> Does everybody feel up to date yeah, now? <laughs> on, on sports and, and other things. Um, if we have some time before we get to Katie, I wanted to get into a quick personal update here. Uh, we talked about oh, my, scuba, my scuba diving last week. Uh, I'm going to totally switch gears and talk about... Uh, Skydiving. No, I'm going to talk about... Uh, mm my sleep deprivation at home now mm-hmm. uh at this point is it scuba related no it's not scuba related it's not scuba related i just brought up scuba diving because i felt like i i had a per- i wanted to give a personal update and my personal update ended up being my scuba story which i didn't feel like was really a personal update so i wanted to have a forum oh, no. if you're vomiting in a circle of that's fish a, i think that's a that's highlight a, well i i wanted to i wanted another i'm just trying to crowbar another forum for another personal update uh, i think is what i'm trying to do here 
But but go, regarding your scuba story, yes. that, that that has here's a personal update from my little sister. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who has not authorized this report? Okay. You give her anxiety. <laughs> I give her that, that I you went scuba. to scuba <laughs> class without taking the course. Yeah. That 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 you actually went into the water. Yeah, so I shouldn't pull back the curtain for your sister because she'd have a lot of anxiety. She needs to about fast forward through this. Yeah, let's just say yeah. go go about three minutes and thir- well, yeah. it's a Farley story. Go seven <laughs> yeah, minutes yeah. and 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 forward. Just skip this because this is going to cause you anxiety. Whatever uh, he says, no, it's not. It's not really anxiety ridden yet. I mean, it's it, it it could be if I if I keep not getting sleep, but. Uh, so at, at, at the Farley household, we've got two young boys, uh, two and a half and seven months. Three young boys. <laughs> and uh, they, they're they at this point where one is an okay sleeper. The older one uh, is really mobile and is an okay sleeper. But if he's sleeping in his room, he can get out of his room, get out of his bed and go into his parents' bed. So... At this point, we've just punted and allowed him to sleep in our room. So mm-hmm. you got to set boundaries, dude. Uh, yeah. So at this point, I, I looked at my, my my watch last night at three a.m. and I looked over to my right was my son, two and a half, James. He's sleeping next to me. Julie on on that side of him, and then Paul on the other side of her. We had all four of the Farley family. I mean, the cat and dog weren't in the bed, but were they in the room? The cat was, the dog's downstairs. The dog doesn't get let upstairs. If the dog was let upstairs, then it's just over. It's all over. You you want to know uh, why you're doing this wrong? Uh, th- there's plenty of reason why I'm doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. But, but, but I, I looked at my watch at 3 o'clock and I said, this is ridiculous. Is. I need a change this is really, I can't sleep. Mm-hmm. My kid's kicking me in the head. Mm-hmm. I barely have room in this bed. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've got can like, I, I've I relegated in? to the corner of this tiny, uh, tiny corner in the bed. Yeah, I'm go gonna, ahead. I'm going to solve your problem. Please, please do. Go sleep in James' bed. It's too small. I, I've thought about that. It's too small. Well, I I, too bad you don't have an allowance and you can't buy a bigger bed for him. <laughs> yeah, well, I, you know, the thing is, is we got this bed that would be a toddler's bed. But you're right. If he doesn't sleep in it, why not just get a queen size or a king size bed in there and just leave it in there? I don't know. No, no, no. But the, the idea is like you go sleep in his bed. One of two things is going to happen. One, uh, you're going to get a good night's sleep. Mm-hmm. Or two, he's going to be jealous. And then now he's going to want to go sleep in his room because right. that's where you're sleeping. All right. That's a good idea. Both of those are good road ends, right? Uh, I, I, that's not a bad idea. Okay. We can try that. But. Are you sleeping nose to toes? Is he kicking? Is he, he's kicking? Oh, he's going like he's going like totally horizontal, and he's on the you know he squirms around. Kids are the bed squirming, and, yeah, and he kicks me in the head, and yeah, I mean it's it's just a fiasco. <laughs> it's a total fiasco. And I looked at my, my 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 watch, and I looked at my life, and I said, "What am I doing?" Mm-hmm. I've looked at your life a lot of times and said <laughs> it's that 3 question. Three a.m. I need I need to change this. So. Here's what I'm doing. I am oh, okay. You already have a solution. No, I'm not. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm looking for your solution. I'm also mm-hmm. uh, imploring the Pace the Nation audience. Tweet me at 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 Pace the Nation. Let me know h- how do you get kids that are two and a half years old. You set boundaries. To sleep. This is what everybody's going to tell you. They're going to say you you're not setting the boundaries. I think also based on my wide birth of parenting experience <laughs> okay. here, you could you know anything to make his room more enticing yeah you know that that's a cool fun place to be a great place to spend the night good place to wake up in i don't know i'm trying to get in the mind of your two and a half yeah I, I like it okay all right yeah i he doesn't like to sleep in his bed maybe we need to make Why? it more enticing no set boundaries you just tell him this is how it is you are the boss he's I'm not the boss I See, docs and i take very different i know i know styles. i know i am a i am a sucker um i i, I have a hard time i cave quickly uh but i i can't keep it up so, uh, those are two good suggestions. Uh, tweet us other suggestions at Pace the Nation because I always like to crowdsource my uh, problems at home, etc. Mm-hmm. So, uh, help me out here. Tweet me at Pace the Nation. Um, so that's my personal update. Um, and if I'm a little ornery, is that the right word? Ornery. Ornery. Um, if I'm like Docs, let me just say that. If I'm like Docs today, you'll know why. I rode my bicycle today for an hour. Uh, okay. I'm in a good mood. All right. Well, we'll, also, we'll, I'm I'm tired. I took a nap today. We'll change roles today. Okay. <laughs> change roles. We'll find out what's grinding your gears later. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, we'll do some of that. But next, excited to be joined by Katie Kellner. She's of Ford Focus Running, and she's going to join us next here on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. And now, Tess and Docs, we are excited to be joined on the phone by Katie Kellner. She is of Forward Focus Running. She's in Boston. I believe she's in Boston. Katie, how are you? Hello. Um, it's nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're in Boston, right? Or in the Boston area, correct? Correct. Yeah, I live in Boston. You live in Boston. All right, very cool. You've got a coaching service. You're a professional athlete. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about your coaching talk about your running, et cetera, but we'd like to get a little bit of a background on, on our guests. Um, so are you from the Boston area or, uh, what, where, where are you from originally? Um, I grew up in New Jersey, um, right outside of Princeton. Um, and then I went to school at Cornell university in New York and then lived in Michigan for three years and then have been in Boston since the summer of 2016. Very cool. All right. So Cornell, Cornell is, let me, let me think. All right. <laughs> it, I, I'm trying to think. <laughs> That's where that's where Andy went from the office. Yes, and they called it Cornot. I do remember that. Yes. <laughs> yes. So Andy from the office. Okay. I knew that that was the only that, reason he's uh, ever heard of him. that. I can relate to. Uh, Andy from the office. He was in. Uh, he was in that Vegas movie. What's mm-hmm. that? Um, what, what, what's the name of the movie? Do you know what we're talking about, Katie? The movie that. Oh Andy- gosh! Now, now you're above yeah. my head. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, it was, Mike Tyson was in the movie. The Tiger. I, I mean, people are yelling at their. Hangover? Yes, the hangover. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Give her a prize. Oh, the hangover. Yes, I yes. actually have seen that. And the guy's name isn't Andy, but and he didn't go to Cornell. But Ed Helms. Ed Helms. But yeah. Katie did go to Cornell. So okay, you, that's true. You, you ran ran at Cornell, and it's Cornell in Ithaca, New York. Is that right? Is that right? Correct. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Give How'd me you get a, that? Give me a prize. All right. So you ran four years at Cornell. Um, how'd you do at Cornell? Did you did you have a good four years? Were you a really good runner there? Yeah, it was great. Um, I feel like I was really lucky, and I had a pretty just, like, upward trend. I basically set PRs in every event each year and just got consistently better. Um, I was All-American in cross-country once and then the 10K on the track twice, and um, I really champion in both cross-country and the 10K. Very cool. So, yeah, it was great. That must have been nice to be an Ivy League champs against uh, the Princeton Tigers, where you grew up right outside Princeton. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yes. In fact, um, two of the times that I was Ivy League champ were they took place in Princeton. Oh, nice! <laughs> Home field advantage. That's very cool. Yeah. Very cool. So you went on to run professionally with the Hansons. What was it like living in Michigan? Um, it was cold. cold. <laughs> That's one way to describe it. It, it was. It was good. We had a. Um, a very solid group of girls there. Um, we really enjoyed training together, and I felt like I learned a lot about the marathon while I was there. It was really my first experience in doing longer training, like 10K and above. Mm-hmm. And there were some older women on the team who really gave me a lot of great advice um, on fueling during races and pacing and just how road racing works in general. So I learned a lot when I was out there. Also, when you were out there, you started coaching for, I mean, Hanson's has a a very well-known online coaching uh, program, right? And you started coaching for them, right? I did, yeah. I was offered a coaching position, and at first I was like, I don't know, am I a coach? Like, I've never, you know, thought about coaching before. But I decided to give it a try. It sounded like something fun. Um, I love running, and I love motivating people to run and sharing my knowledge about the sport. So I was eager to give it a try. So, yeah, I got started with that in 2014. And how does that work? Do you, do you with the Hansons, and we'll get into your your current situation of forward-focused running, but with the Hansons, is it is it all online, or do you meet people for, for coaching sessions? How does that work? Um, it's all online. I specifically coach um, silver. There were multiple levels of athletes um, based off of how much interaction you wanted to pay for. So I coach the lowest level. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, this isn't by ability. This is by how much interaction you want. So my athletes 
were, I only communicated with them through email and like online messaging. There was no phone calls or there was no meeting in person. Although I did meet some athletes whenever I had the opportunity to meet athletes at different races or events that we were both at. Um, I always jumped on that opportunity. So I have met a couple of my athletes. Very cool. So obviously you, you were uh, a good coach to, to start in this new business of coaching in Boston, but also, uh, an elite athlete qualifying for the 2016 uh, Olympic trials. Uh, what was that like? Was that uh, pretty cool to run in LA? Oh, it was amazing. Um, it was my first marathon, so I didn't know. I felt really special that I got to do my first marathon at such a cool event. Yeah. And I'll say the course is four loops of a six mile, or four six mile loops. Um, and People thought, like, oh, it's going to be so boring. Like, we're going to be running the same thing over and over. I thought it was so fun. There were so many crowds, and you got to see people over and over and over every time you ran around the loop. So I had a great time at that event. Well, Katie, um, and, and this isn't just a sidebar here for all our, our listeners and sponsors out there. This podcast is, of course, going to be in Atlanta for the 2020 Olympic trials. We are just right. waiting for somebody. We're waiting for somebody to sponsor us to be there. So, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I don't know if the <laughs> BA is interested in bringing us a podcast out to the, the 2020 trials. Uh, we'll, 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 we're, hey, we'll see. Maybe. We're definitely open for it because I, I do love those those courses that, uh, you know, you can see the runners over and over again. And, you know, that's going to be like Atlanta. And you've qualified for that one. Um you know, how, how, um, how did you run? You didn't run the, the Atlanta, uh, warm up race. What was that, that race? Recently? I did not that road to gold yeah. race. I do not race that. Um, one of my teammates raced it. So okay. she came back with some valuable knowledge about the course. Very cool. Um, I've heard it's very, very hilly. So yes. it should be a good <laughs> challenge. Really. Um, we're not the people who can, who are tough rather than just speedy. So. It'll be interesting. And you ran 241 at the California International Marathon this past year. So, uh, you know, a breakthrough. And you're going to be, you were 28th at the the, the LA uh, trial. So a breakthrough yeah. for you at Atlanta could, could put you maybe in the mix. Is that kind of what you're thinking? I mean, that would be awesome. Obviously, you know, the higher up there, the better. So right. it'd be the goal. And also just, uh, it's, I think it's going to be a course that's hard to run fast on. So really the focus will be on competing against um, the other woman out there and trying to play as the best I possibly can. Very cool. So now you're in Boston. Um, and what what brought you to Boston from uh, the Hansons program and the BAA and running professionally for them? Yeah, so I really wanted to go to graduate school. And um, there were some options in Michigan, but they were all a pretty lengthy drive from our training base in Rochester Hills. So I was looking into some other options, and um, I got into a couple of schools in Boston, decided on going to Boston University, and I thought it would be a new Boston. I didn't have any specific plans to join a team, but I knew I did want to continue running, um, and I knew Boston had a very big running scene. So I went for school um, with the hopes of then joining one of the teams that year. And uh, did you start coaching immediately when you got to Boston? Um, I continued coaching for Hanson's Coaching Services um, while I was in Boston, um, even though I was no longer part of their um, elite mm-hmm. running team, and just switched over to my own forward-focused running at the beginning of 2019. So, so that's a relatively new thing for so, me. Yeah, so tell us about uh, forward-focused running. Yeah, so forward-focused running... Um, same, I kept the same structure of coaching where um, there's only um, interaction via email or um, online messaging, although I may add a phone call option in the near future. Mm-hmm. Um, and the training plans are a little bit different than the Hanson's training plans. They're, they have some, I am a believer in um, Hanson's philosophy, so they have some um some tidbits from Hanson's, but also things that I've learned from other coaches that I've worked with both in college um, and, as a, and as a professional in Boston. So, um, yeah, it's kind of a mix of lots of different things that I have found beneficial to my own training. Now, our, our show this week, I, I'm trying to, you know, we're trying to get everybody fired up here in D.C. to get running. The weather's changed. Uh, you know, we've got some yeah, great, race, <laughs> great races coming up. The weather's changed in Boston. It's 
running is in the air here in D.C. and certainly in Boston. Uh, so I think you know people should go out and get a coach, whether it's with your program or with another program. I think it's really important to have a coach. Why would you say it's important to have a coach? Having, having an online running coach um, is really motivational, and having someone looking at your training every day that you're uploading helps keep you accountable. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, running a marathon is a long distance. Most of my athletes, they're not all marathoners. I switch any, anything from 5K to a marathon. But some of these longer distance events, it's really hard to understand how to fuel for them properly, when, when to take these shells, are you drinking enough water, you know, how, how to pace it. And there's a lot of things that working with a coach can really help you um, understand that. If you go and just try to look at stuff online or read research, you'll find lots of different opinions, some right, some wrong. So I think it's nice to have some personalized guidance, someone who's looking at your running and um, your specific training and telling you exactly what you need to do in order to optimize your performance. Katie, I'm curious, not just from the perspective of the athletes, but for you as a coach, when we think about coaching, a lot of the times we're thinking about high school athletes, college athletes. Why would you want to coach adults in this format? Um, I find it really fun to work with adults because um, a lot of a lot of the people that I work with um, are really committed to it. You know, if they're coming here and paying for a coach, like they're ready to get better and it's fun to work with people who have that drive and it's really cool for me to see how much people can improve. And it's amazing to me, like a lot of the people that I coach, you know, work full time or have kids and really have to balance their life. And, you know, sometimes I personally take inspiration from that. Um, watching how people are getting their runs done really early in the morning or after work and, you know, fitting everything. in. I think that's really amazing and inspirational. So, you're an elite runner. You've, you, you know, you're running 240 in the marathon. I just think it's tough for a lot of our audience or people out there who are like, I don't need a coach or I, I, I can't, you know, she's not going to be able to rate, relate to me. I'm just trying to, you know, finish a 5K. Uh, how do you respond to, to, to that? Yeah. Um, if you're, you know, um, just trying to finish a 5K, you know, a lot of people don't even know about like interval training. Like they're just running easy runs every single day and by incorporating some fat interval training is when you have segments that are of a faster pace and by incorporating some different like segments of faster pace you can really get way faster and a lot of people out there don't realize that this exists or don't know how to structure um these types of interval workouts so having a coach really helps us with that so if I'm new to, to, to uh, you know, new to, to, I've been running, but I'm new to having a coach, what can I expect? Are you going to have me working out three times a week? Um, are you going to be able to cater your program around my life with two kids and not being able to sleep at night, et cetera, His kids et sleep in his bed at <laughs> night. Can you, can you cater <laughs> yeah. around that? Yeah. True that's story. A, that's a, so a, tip, a typical week um, in one of my training programs, it obviously depends on exactly what you're training for, but usually I have a speed workout one day per week. So this is something, you know, at your 5K or like a, what you could approximately run a 5K or 6K in. And then I'll have a tempo run, which is a sustained effort that's faster than your easy pace, but not quite all out. So something, so you're, it's something that you're working hard for an extended period of time without stopping. And then I'll have a long run each week. Okay. Um, but one thing I like to say is that, that about having a coach is that I feel like it's, I really try to cater to people's lives. I understand that people are really busy. And I personally believe that if you can fit running in your life in a way that works for you, you'll be happier and you'll run better. So if you can't do workouts Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays, then we'll talk and figure out when you can fit them in and what days work the best for you. I'm all about being flexible and moving things around. Um, I also will say that I respond to everyone within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So if something comes up, if you're like, oh, I feel really sick or, you know, oh, I have to stay late at work. What should I do? Um, you know, I'll be there to help you figure out how to, you know, edit the rest of your week for things that pop up out of flu. So you, you mentioned accountability, obviously, early, earlier, and that's a big part of, of, you know, part of having a coach is, is accountability. Um, so use, use this coaching log 
final surge, I believe. And t- final t- surge, yeah. Yeah, tell me about like how, how why is it important? To, is it how, why is it important to log good data or for you to be able to see the data? And tell me about this final surge app. Yeah, so final surge is pretty cool. Um, you have a calendar on there, and I can put workouts that I create onto the onto my athletes' calendars, and then they can either upload what they do manually or if they have like a GPS watch, it can automatically sync to it. If they have a GPS watch, I get a lot of information. Like I can see all their splits, like what states they're running. I can see their heart rate. I can see their cadence. I get a map of where they ran. So, um, yeah, I can really, you know, look at things, determine how well people are recovering from one day to the next, you know, seeing things in there like how their heart rate changing from, oh, like from another easy day compared to this easy day, and edit their workouts and their week based off of this space that I'm getting. Uh, do you get other data, like uh, can you take nutritional data or, or sleep data or anything like that? Yeah, so that requires people. It does have um, options to include that kind of stuff and also like injury data, um, but you have to, as an athlete, you have to upload that manu- like manually yourself. I struggle with my nutrition as I drink a uh, Diet Coke here. How do you feel about Diet Coke, by the way? But I, I just, how important is nutrition? I do have a banana to kind of counteract the Diet Coke. It's not a put one yeah, in, get one out. That, right? <laughs> Docs has got a banana, too. I brought a banana to the studio, too. Yeah. How about uh, that? So how important is the nutrition aspect? Uh, should I, you know, cut back on these Diet Cokes? You should probably cut back on Diet Coke, yeah, <laughs> okay. sorry. Right. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, the nutrition aspect is really important to training. Um, both nutrition on a day-to-day basis and your nutrition during the race itself. Um, people often forget about that part. Um, yeah, day-to-day, you really want to have a balanced diet, avoid. I tell a lot of my athletes to try to shop um, in the outskirts of the grocery store, avoiding the center aisles as much as possible because it helps keep you away from the processed foods. We're, we're, wait, we're, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. This is this is news to me. So, processed food yeah. goes in the. That's a grocery store thing that yeah. pe- they put. Really, it's called shopping the perimeter. The sides or or what did you shopping call it? the perimeter? Yeah. Wow, I I had no idea. So that kind of keeps that kind of keeps you at the produce, the fresh meat, um, you know, dairy mm. things like that, For rather the than you know the cookies and crackers and. It does um, take you by the bakery oh, aisle. In oh, it, okay, store. so it does take Tess. Tess is is, is a uh, she, she is letting us know that it does take you by the bakery aisle. So uh, okay, that, yeah. So you can have some cupcakes right. on, on the way as well. <laughs> but my kids want to go down the middle aisle. Man, no wonder. Yeah, I'm I mean, the, it can be exciting, but yeah, that's <laughs> okay, it's she, a good it's a good way to try. Obviously, there's some things in the middle aisles that are you know just fine perfectly healthy but it's one good tip when thinking about it to try to stick really with those fresh fruits vegetables and meat is do you do you eat guidance. do you eat anything processed um i wish i could say no but i i definitely do okay good <laughs> i feel better about myself and so do all our listeners <laughs> well, that's important for yeah. me. I, know, I know what like what what chips what, what what's your vice it's got to be chips like who doesn't like a good what are you doing kettle You're chip signing her vice <laughs> i know you know i i do i do like chips but i'm actually not you know you can ask my friends i'm not like huge on this i don't like i'll eat them if they're like at a party mm-hmm. but i don't typically buy them okay i have more of a sweet tooth than like a desire for salt so gotcha. i can get i'm more into like the ice cream those are like one of my vices chocolate things like that gotcha um, all right. So back to your training sort of philosophies. Uh, you, you come from a system where the Hansons do a lot of mileage. Uh, you know, is that what, what I have to do if I'm running a marathon or what's your, what's your philosophies there? Um, you don't want to jump your mileage up too quickly. So I base your marathon training off of what you've done in the past. Um, if you, um, run more mileage in general, yes, you will run a faster marathon. Mm-hmm. But if you've never run before and you're suddenly running 50 miles a week, you're going to get hurt, you're going to be overtrained. So I'll work, especially with athletes that I work with over multiple marathon training cycles, I'll build up their mileage from one plan to the next, slowly, you know, get them faster. Um, with regards to one thing that surprises people, with regards to overall mileage, it's not as important as people think to have a really, really long run. 
a lot of runners um, tend to think like, oh, if I'm training for a marathon, I need to do like a 22-mile run or a 24-mile run. And yes, that's great if you're an elite runner running 100 miles a week. But if you're running somewhere between 40 and 60 miles a week, you really only want your long run to be a certain percentage of your overall weekly mileage. So otherwise, it just takes too much out of out of you physically, and you won't be able to get in the other work of the week. Um, you'll be too tired to have to take an extra day off, or you won't be able to hit your paces on your next workout. So the goal isn't to have all these 20 to 24-mile runs. It's to have a consistent amount, consistent day-to-day um, mileage. So most of my athletes won't run more than 18 miles during a marathon for a training long run. segment. Okay. Very cool. For a long, for a long run, right. yeah. Um, I'm looking at your or web- total. <laughs> no, no, oh, for just a, for the long, long run. run. Yeah. Just for the long run. Um, I'm looking at your website, uh, forwardfocusrunning.net. Um, there's a lot of testimonials on there, um, a lot of positive feedback, including one from Daniel G., which is very cool. Yeah, um, Daniel. Yeah. So, you know, tell us a success story like from, from Daniel, who I know you got under four hours. Um, I, I didn't think that was possible. <laughs> Sorry, Daniel. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Daniel's great. He's been so fun to work with and I've had the pleasure of also meeting him in D C mm-hmm. I think two years ago, which is awesome. Um yeah, it's been really fun to coach him coach him over four hours. I think my proudest moment with Daniel was watching him run in the Philly ma- Philly Marathon, I believe in twenty eighteen was the year. Um, it was really, really, really windy yes. and so many of my, so many athletes in general just complained like, oh, I couldn't even get close to my time. I like, ran it that marathon. So it was so windy. Oh, it was so yeah. Bad. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Brutal. And you go and you look at um, Daniel's flips and they're just like perfectly even the whole way. It's like it was a beautiful, funny day. So wow. I still don't know how he did it. Very proud of him for that. that He's awesome. been really, really fun to work with. And that's one of my favorite Daniel success stories. That's great. That's fantastic. All right. Well. I, I obviously made a lot about me. So, I know. You, yeah. I was going to call you on yeah, that, too. I know. I'm sorry. Um, I do tell, have a, tell us a Daniel story that I can interject and put my own story on top yeah, of. Right. Thank that, you. That's, yeah, that, <laughs> that is basically what I asked her. But I, I do have a, a, a couple more that I'm interested in um, that is about me. But you guys can go ahead and interject, too. <laughs> sorry. Um, I, I had a coach always, Katie, to, tell me, uh, and Doc's too, to run on grass. Mm-hmm. Running on soft surfaces. Do you believe you got to run on soft surfaces? I know, like Ray Tracy from Providence, he believes the mm-hmm. opposite. Like he thinks you get your muscle or your 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 uh, your knees and shins and hips calloused and stronger by running on pavement. Where do you land on that? So, in general, I would say soft surfaces are helpful. I just like. The idea of avoiding injury more than I running a lot of hard surfaces mm-hmm. can make you injured, and a lot of people get injured from that. Right. Um, obviously, when you're doing some um, faster training, sometimes you want to get on that pavement because you can really run. It's much easier to run fast on pavement than it is on grass. So unless if you're training for a cross-country race, um, if you're going out and you're doing some speed workouts, you want to get on those harder surfaces. But for an easy day where, you know, you're just trying to get out mile you really it's better if you can get on the soft surfaces give your legs a break um give your knees and your hips a little bit of a rest i feel all right all right i'm with you there um i've got uh, just a few others again tess and docs please interject sorry (laughs) um how do you feel about all these like fitness boutique classes uh like an orange theory or a soul cycle or a solid core are they helpful for cross training I think I think they're great. You know, my mom's a huge fan of Orange Theory Fitness, and mm-hmm. whenever I go visit her, she always tries to convince me to come with her. So I've been to a couple of those cool. classes. Um, sometimes with the marathon training, it can be a bit hard to fit in the miles and these classes in addition to that. Um, so, so some of my athletes who are really into doing these types of classes, either we lower their mileage or um, they cut the class for their marathon training segment. Okay. Um, if they're not recovering. If they're able to do both and fully recover, um, and by recover I mean they're able to hit all their paces and workouts, they're not feeling overly fatigued. Um, then they can continue doing the classes. I do think 
Um, I usually prescribe my athletes some sort of strength training anyway. Um, just classes like Orange Theory incorporates both strength training and cardio work, and obviously something like a fill cycle is mostly cardio. Right. So you don't really need additional cardio to my training, but some strength work like weights or um, things like that can be useful in addition. So again, this is kind of a lengthy answer, but um, if someone is really into doing more cardio stuff, then we'll cut back the mileage of my training plan gotcha. if they're really, yeah, into doing those classes. So you, you were talking about the importance of refueling during a marathon. Where, where do you land on the Michael P. Miller strategy of having a chili dog uh, <laughs> at mile 18? Hey, if your stomach yeah. can handle it, you know. Fuel is fuel. Okay. But typically, typically, no. typically I, um, I recommend taking in about 100 to 200 calories every 40 minutes or so. Often that comes out to taking a gel every 5K. Okay. Um or a 5K to 10K. This, um, this, was not a, this was not a chili dog flavored gel. This was <laughs> oh, a chili dog. Not a chili dog flavored gel, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I think she, so. she's squarely on the side of probably no chili dogs for Michael P. Biller. So that covers during the race. Yeah, yeah. probably not. Yeah. <laughs> what about before? Um, in the morning of the race, you want to make sure that you do get in a good breakfast. Um, some people can eat closer to races than others. I usually eat about two and a half to three hours before the race starts. Um, and then I'll take either a gel or um, like a little chew, like an energy chew, about 10 minutes before the race starts. And what? yeah, that's my go-to. What's your go-to breakfast or one that a lot of your clients like to indulge in before the race? Yeah, so um, I'll either do... A peanut butter sandwich is a pretty awesome pre-race um, meal for me. Sometimes I'll also do oatmeal with berries and walnuts in it. So those are my two comments. All right, Katie, I got I just got a few quick hitters, and we're going to get you out of here. Um, uh, a few quick hitting questions. So they can be just kind of one word ish answers or a, a sentence. Okay. Answers. It's like a word association. Yeah, <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this how, sounds fun. Okay. How, how much mileage do you run a week? Typically. Depending on what I'm training for, but usually 80 to 90. Okay. Um, what do you eat for dinner? Tess, you took one of mine. What, what do you eat for dinner the night before a big race? Um, usually a protein, like either fish or chicken with a side of something with carbs like rice or potatoes. All right. Um, and we, we talked about your, 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 um, your, your breakfast. Do you drink beer or other alcohol? Um, hardly, but that's not due to my running. Gotcha. I know runners right. who do drink um, and who perform great. So, do you listen, uh, obviously, everything in moderation. Do but. you listen to music or podcasts when you run? Yes, music, music all the time. Um, except when I'm with my teammates, then I just like to chat with them. And you do you listen to podcasts at all? No podcasts, just music. <laughs> you know, I, I will say I have never listened to a podcast wow. while running, right. but I might awesome. have to start now. now. Hey, you got you got one that now. Um that now, I got one yes, to, now I got one to start. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. So. Um who is your favorite pro runner besides yourself right now? Um I'd I'd pick myself gonna, if I was, you know, sorry. So go ahead, yeah. <laughs> favorite pro runner. I'm going to say I take a lot of inspiration from Deb Linden. She was one of my teammates mm -hmm. um, when I was um, out at the Hansons, and she's given me a lot of advice, and I did a lot of my training for my first marathon to take quote-unquote with her. Cool. Um, she was training for the same race, and she gave me a lot of insight, and I was learning a lot from her. All right, cool. So Des Linden, sort of related, a question for you. Are you okay finishing your runs on like a point? eight or point nine or does it have to be like exactly ten point zero zero zero? Well that's very precise. I've gotten, be I've gotten better about this, but yeah. I can be a little bit of a perfectionist. Yeah. So I do like I do it does give me a little bit of pleasure to like finish exactly. Yeah, job, finish I think Des like called it finishing the job. I'm 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 yeah. of, of the finishing the job side. I'm with you. Yeah. Um yeah. favorite website that you go to every day. It doesn't have to be running related, but a website you go to. Um, 
Instagram. Instagram. All right. Inst- all right. What's your Instagram handle? Does that got- count? No, that counts for sure. What's your Instagram handle? Um, at K T, like the letter K, then the letter T, Kellner. We'll be doing some Instagram posts this week, and we'll definitely get you in the mix. All right. Finally, awesome. f- from me. I always ask anybody related to I. I, I got to get uh, out. I got to stop doing uh, this. Anybody? I, we I know. This. I know. I can't help myself. Uh, favorite song related to Boston? Synonymous with Boston. Oh, geez. She's That's not, a hard question. I know because you're not really from. She's there. not a Boston native. The the only ha- song oh. that I can even think of, and I don't even think this is really a song that people associate with Boston, but is the song "Boston" by Augustana. Right, but, but that's kind of a sad song. I don't know. <laughs> yes. You're favorite. the first one. Uh, you're in my. You're on my side on this one. Uh, yes, I love it. But she's not from Boston, and neither are you. Here's uh, here's a here's yes. a better question, Katie. My favorite guest ever. This is Here, awesome. Here's a better question. Uh, what's your favorite song that's synony- synonymous with New Jersey? Oh my gosh! I guess I'd have to. I would have to go with something Bruce Springsteen. Like, okay. um, oh, you know, yeah, "Out in the Streets" by Bruce Springsteen. That All was right, a big, that's good. Big fan of that song growing up. Makes me New Jersey and my dad. So. Very cool. All right. Well, Katie, it's Boston Marathon time. Are you are you guys getting pumped up for the Boston Marathon in a couple of weeks up there? Yeah, it's going to be really fun. Being a part of the BAA, like we can really get involved um, in the race. So it's a really great weekend. Um, I don't know if you've ever been up in Boston. Oh, I'll, Boston be, Marathon, I'll be there. Yeah, I'll be there uh, in a couple weeks. You'll be weeks. there. Yeah, yeah. I'm really looking yeah, forward. It's, it's always it's, a great week. It's a really cool way that the city gets together. So and, yeah, and I'm I, looking to you're it. not running the Boston Marathon, but what is your next? What's the next race for you on the docket? Um, you know, I don't have anything planned at the moment. I know that's kind of a weird thing to say, but just sort of getting in some solid training, coming off a little bit of a head injury, and then looking to see what the best race goals are before gearing up for the Olympic trials in February. Well, that's a, that's a good one to be training for. It's less than a year away. There you go. So uh, that's, yeah. that's, that's on the calendar. I uh, mean, hopefully I'll have races before then, but <laughs> right. I have to talk with my coach and figure out exactly what makes the most sense. All right. Well, awesome to connect with you. Uh, Great stuff. Uh, You can find Katie's website is forwardfocusrunning.net. You can find all the particulars on the website, how to get in touch with her. If you want to uh, have her as your own coach, uh, go to forwardfocusrunning.net and you can find out how to get in touch with her there. Katie, uh, so great to connect with you. Thank you so much. We'll be following you, uh, your coaching career, and of course your running career. Thanks for joining Pace the Nation. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was fun. All right, there she goes. It's Katie Kellner. She's a forward focus running. And she joined us on Pace the Nation. We're going to take a quick break and be right back after this. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the program. And thanks again to Katie Kellner for joining us today on Pace the Nation. Uh, you of course can find her at forwardfocusrunning.net. You also got her Instagram handle, right, uh, Tess? That would be KT Kellner. Nice. All right. So that's, no underscores. That's a follow. We'll we'll have to give her a follow and uh, see how she progresses as she gets ready for the uh, the Atlanta Olympic Trials that we can't wait to be at. Farley, um, since she doesn't listen to podcasts, yeah. Uh, I think you should come up with a code word for her too <laughs> to see if she made it past her interview. Uh, yes, the code word for her will be chili dog. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, and funny thing about that, Docs takes notes during the uh, during the interviews. And Tess, you can't see because Tess is across from us. No, um, I'm blindsided. <laughs> yeah. So, so he wrote. So during the interview, as we're talking to Katie, having a good conversation with Katie, um, and I, I tend to be animated, and sometimes he's monitoring the levels, and he wrote down chili dog. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was a note for him that he wanted mm-hmm. to interject at some point with a great Michael P. Miller story. It's a one-word yeah. signal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to me, it was like something that he wanted to tell me. So I look at it, and I thought it said chill dog. So I thought <laughs> I thought I was being a little loud. I was like, okay, which I don't know. I, again, contend. I, I thought I, I don't, oh, that's I don't funny. know if I was any more animated this show than any show, <laughs> other show. That's funny. So I was like, all right, tone it back because, uh, you know. Rain it in a yeah, little. Yeah, <laughs> Easy, Farley. Easy, easy. But then later I was like trying to word my question. Yeah. And you're looking over and you have a tendency of just 
stealing <laughs> word that. for word my question, so I covered it up. Yeah, I do uh, plagiarize and stuff sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Some of his best content comes from the, the little notepad here. Uh, so that's the behind the scenes. Uh, but thanks again to Katie. Uh, definitely will be a follow uh, on Instagram. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we are trying to promote people, you know, getting back into running and, and getting a coach. And, you know, we've had a few coaches on our program in the past. I thought she'd be a great one to just uh, – you know, get people in that mindset. Uh, of course, we've had Tammy White on the program uh, before. Uh, Heather was on our show as well. Uh, Heather was also my coach for a while. Heather Heather Stevens was his coach for a while. But so. I failed her. <laughs> so <laughs> as my body failed me. Uh, so it, it. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't have a coach. So uh, I I would be a hundred percent recommend everybody get a coach. Get a coach. Yeah. I think I think the accountability is great. Yeah. I think like. You know, there's those days when maybe you you might play a mind trick and convince yourself, ah, I don't need to run today. I did enough yesterday, whatever. Forget it. You have a coach. You stick yep. to your schedule. You talk to your coach. Your coach modifies for you. It's somebody working with you. I, I think everybody should have a coach. I totally agree. Um, well, speaking of coaches, there was a coach in the news uh, that made Runner's World. Good transition. Uh this week, uh, and we will tweet out. The, uh, we'll tweet out the link uh, to this Runner's World story, and the, it's titled "How This Woman Lost Fifty Pounds on Her Way to Her First 5K." This is Dox's dream, mm-hmm. by the way, in reference <laughs> to last week. I know. Mm-hmm. You know, things just kind of like align crazy in my synergy. life. Um, so I saw this story, and I thought exactly what you just said. Like mm-hmm. we talked about Dox last week mm-hmm. and how he needs. Uh, then I looked at the story more, and it was the woman ran the St. Patrick's Day. You didn't 5K. recognize that instantly. I, well, I, for some reason, Pacers Running tweeted it out, and so I, I did look, recognize it. She's wearing a St. Pat's yes. bib. Yeah, I've handed out hundreds of those. <laughs> yes, bibs. I know you. But Farley doesn't do any work behind the scenes, so he wouldn't recognize <laughs> right. that. So the funny thing is, her, 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 her well, her name's Hannah Hannah Porton. Uh, she she ran the the St. Patrick's Day 5K. That was her goal race uh, after this odyssey of losing all this weight. And again, we'll tweet out the story at Pace the Nation. She was coached by DC coach Eric McAdams, who is one of the top rated trainers in DC. Uh, he does personal training, running coach, everything. And I know Eric. And the reason I know Eric again how how odd and how things just crazily come together is that Eric and his wife, Daniel, who we talked about with Katie and his wife, Jessica, Julie cat, Julie cat went mm-hmm. to a DC United game with Kyle, our, our Adidas rep. So we went to these, went to this DC United game. I, uh, Julie went with me. So it was like the seven of us at this DC United game. So Daniel and Eric sat together and talked, and Eric is the one who coached her through this total transformation. So it's just ironic that we talked about Daniel this week, and I had connected with Daniel and Eric uh, at this event. At uh, another event. Another event. Mm-hmm. And that's, and then we talk about Eric this week who coached, uh, coached Hannah through this uh, transformation. So Test, the kids your age play uh, five degrees of Kevin Bacon? <laughs> Yes. yes. Okay. So this was this is just like a one degree of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we could easily make DC United is the connection between those two guys. Absolutely. So, or another connection between them would I guess would be Pace the Nation episode one eighty eight. Yes. So a lot of irony this week. Mm-hmm. A lot of connections. The ironing is delicious. Uh, um. <laughs> one more that I wanted to bring up is that uh, Hannah. Uh, she just wanted to run a mile, uh, and this is in the story on Runner's World. And after the first lap, she threw up in a friend's shoe and had to be sent home. So I, oh, we've I related, all been there. I've related that to when I was sent home after throwing up in the. Wait, uh, she threw up in a friend's shoe. Yes, in a friend's shoe. In yeah. the sh- why would <laughs> I need to know more? <laughs> I, I know. know. We'll we need to, to have her on the show. We'll have to, we'll have to and get talk her on the show. only about that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So uh, and then Tess, you can find out if any fish swam up to the shoe. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we'll have to get Eric and Han- maybe we'll get Eric and Hannah on. Uh, we're sending out the bat signal to them. Let's mm-hmm. get Eric and Hannah in studio uh, to talk more about that. Uh, specific situation of throwing up in the shoe and mm. i was assuming that you know and if anything else comes up i guess so. <laughs> right we could talk about that as well uh so congratulations to hannah
Atlanta. Um, it was a great race out there at the St. Patrick's Day run. That was one of the inspiring stories out there. All right, Tess, um, we want to talk about your running commute. You've been a run commuter before. Yeah. Uh, but this is the first time you did it with your new job. Yeah, I mean, I love how high efficiency it is. Like, if yes. I'm going to spend 50 minutes commuting, I might as well get my run in mm-hmm. at the same time as opposed to, like, getting home, getting dressed, leave. And now there's, like, two hours of my day gone. Could have done it in one. Agreed. Um, but this is the first time I ran commute. So I work downtown now. Okay. Um, and my route is not great. Maybe this is me crowdsourcing a new route <laughs> home. And there's like ways to cheat where like I could get mostly home or do something different and hop in the metro for a couple stops and then do the last mile home. So there's there's ways around it. Cuz right now the only way I've been able to figure it out is I have to go down M Street in Georgetown, which is probably Ooh, not the best decision right. at like 5:30 6. Go down on the waterfront. So yeah, I was thinking, okay, I could do it out on the waterfront, but essentially the way my route connects, it's just like seamless to go down M and I follow it for a long time. So it's not like I hop on in Georgetown. I follow M for quite a bit, but that's not even the worst part. I thought I was in the clear once I got on Key Bridge, but I wasn't. And there's nothing like a near death experience to really make people want to run. Um, But I will say that I'm someone, especially when I'm run commuting, I'm like, very cognizant of a crosswalks and b lights so especially since i'm in routes that i don't know as well mm-hmm. i'm not going to be jaywalking i'm not going to be kind of like jumping the gun on these crosswalks because i also know that i'm not paying attention and if i'm Agreed. not paying attention the driver's not paying attention Definitely it's not. like a bad bad scenario yeah. but so i was crossing lee highway so it says one way yep street and it's the middle of rush hour, so like everyone's blocked up, it's no one's moving, and the light turns in my favor as a pedestrian, and a car starts rolling through. And they were probably about three inches from my right knee, and I was going to wow. go across their bumper. Um, and thankfully, I stopped, not them, and they kept going against the light, and I was just like, oh. Um, so they they, 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 they must have saw that you. That yeah, they, they did, and they kept you. driving. And then they just there was like no acknowledgement. So it's like, oh, man, that was that was a moment. And like, okay, I'm listening to music. I'm doing all the things you're not supposed to do. But I'm also crossing with my I don't know. This is just me starting a rant of like, oh, my God, come on, guys. Um, And I think that, you know, as like there's no way that you need to be that's going to get you that much there faster. Well, the driver could say the same thing about you. I'm crossing with my light. I'm I'm just saying, you you know, (laughs) she she was in the right of way. I am. I am a pedestrian with the right of way with the walk sign. So something something stood out to me as a kid. I I read a uh, an advice column or something like this in 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 the newspaper. Chris, newspapers were this, uh, (laughs) (laughs) but there was they said something about uh, um, the right of way. Uh, and, and, you know, th- this is my right away and, and, and there was a car collision and they were like, well, you might be right, but you also broke your leg, broke right. your hip, broke your right. arm and you have six months of rehab and they will pay for everything, but you can't uh, get that time back. And I get yeah, that, exactly. but this driver started moving after the light had turned red I, and I'm, after this. And I'm I, like, I'm not defending them and I'm definitely saying that they are in the wrong. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying at the end of the day. Uh, which is why I stopped instead of kept going where I would have been hit by this car. And I was less than thrilled. Um, all right. Well, tweet us at pace the nation. Find, find (laughs) my black hole of the evening. Find Tess a new route. Uh, because we don't, we don't want you to end the running commuting. Um, I mean, that is the most efficient, uh, usage of of your time obviously rather than sitting in traffic and being the angry driver i I think if you look into it i mean you you just started this so you're not familiar with the area but there's there's probably so much of that route that you could do that's on trails yeah i just don't want to do the research somebody (laughs) yeah i agree agree. i'm also not as experienced so if someone's like yeah you really got to do this one let us know but are you willing to tell people Point A and point B, or approximately point A and point B. I mean, um, approximately point B would be like Virginia Square. Yeah, and then get us to Arlington. Yeah, get us to Arlington, uh, like the center of the universe. Well, if you, would be if fine. you're going to do that, like once you the key bridge, this? that's pretty easy. Route like, me to the Clarendon Pacers right, running store, center of the universe, and then yeah. start me around like Metro Center. Okay, I think you need to crowdsource the. Metro Center to the Key Bridge. Once you get to the Key Bridge, you can run on on the Martha Custis yeah. up into the heart of the universe. I was cheating, <laughs> to be honest, this week because I didn't want to do. It comes out to be like between five and six miles, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to do the full six. 
And so I got on the Metro and Roslyn. Oh, you got to get on the bike, the, the, okay. the bike share. Uh, that, that's <laughs> you my still thing. have to do the hill. Do you like how he he's I, like? I, I, I can relate. I understand. What, uh, trust me. I, I should have gotten a scooter. Farley doesn't. Farley doesn't try to encourage you not to cheat. Right. He's. It's like I thought when he objected, he'd be like, "No, you got to no. do your whole run. You got to do your thing." He was just like, "No, no, no, no. This is how you cheat." <laughs> the, the electric bike. The, see, the the electric bike's better than the scooter because it's free as long as you pay for the. Uh, the entire year of the capital bike share, which is super cheap. So it's free unless you pay. Well, I mean, it's super cheap for the year long. Uh, Farley mass. logic. Yeah. And they do have the electric bike options, which now are super or, or nice. Although you still, it's not, it doesn't go for you. It just, just as a disclaimer, this is if ridiculous. you're jumping on it and thinking it's going to go for you. This is why everybody go. needs a coach. <laughs> right. It's just, you got to pedal and then it will give you some electric boost. All right. In Th- summary, someone reroute my run. Yes, or that. Yes. All right. This podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area DC locations. Pacers Running is for every run. Uh, we've got some great, great, great events coming up here. So get a coach. Oh, yeah? Like which ones? Uh, go to the GW Parkway Classic 10-miler. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you can go to runpacers.com backslash races. You can find the GW Parkway Classic 10 miler. You can do a 5K there. There's a kids dash there. It's a whole festival. It's a whole day. So I'd recommend signing up for that. Uh, if you haven't signed up for a race, the 5K or the 10 miler, uh, you still got another month. So get a coach, train for it, and get out there uh, for the uh, at, at the end of April, one of the best races around. So we've done a number of shows in a row as a full group. This has been mm-hmm. awesome. But Docs, I heard the bad news that you are going to be out of town again. You don't like me to get paid? <laughs> no, I, I, I the do. The bad news, me putting uh, food from the corners of the supermarket on my table? Yes. No, that's good news. The bad news is that as this podcast is concerned, we're going to have to juggle our schedules more. So mm-hmm. are you going to be out of town? Well, it's, it's not confirmed yet. I mean, okay. I, I got a phone call and, and I'm, I'm on standby. All right. Uh, it's like being on an airplane standby. <laughs> no, it's much better than being on an airplane standby. Why, why is it better? Cause you get paid. Uh, well, I don't get paid to be on standby, but I get to go about my own life rather than That's sitting true. in the uh, <laughs> in the airport. Yeah. The airport. Sitting sitting in the terminal in the airport is miserable, and and adding to that experience if you don't make your flight is even worse. Yeah, I agree. Yes. So that's why it's better. All right. So. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I'll find out hopefully tomorrow if 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 it's on, and then uh, I may be gone for a little bit. All right, so a lot to look forward to on next week's show. Did Virginia mm-hmm. win, and did, is Docs back? Where Where is Docs? And also, uh, tomorrow is is Major League Baseball opening day. We yes. didn't talk about that, which yes. is a terrible scheduling conflict for the record. That yeah. was not a good move usually, because of NCAA tournament. Yeah, yeah. usually they're yeah. on. Should you know, have been today. Usually, I, I agree. Usually they they have their. They actually usually, I think, open on Monday. That's what it's supposed to be. Monday, April 1st. The NCAA uh, tournament final game. No. They should start. They should start at the beginning of April. They should start next Monday. But Major League Baseball over the past, I don't know, decade or whatever, they keep doing like, like they all they had an opening day. Everybody played on opening day. And then they had this idea, let's have one team play the day before opening day, and that'll be opening day. And that, like, they, they keep backing up like three, four, five days. Right. So now, it's, now the opening day is on Thursday. It should, it should be next Monday. I know. I agree. It doesn't feel Ma- right. Major League Baseball is just greedy and stupid. <laughs> and tomorrow's opening day. All right. Great show, guys. <sighs> Docs, hopefully you'll be back again next week. Well, I will tell you this. If I win the lottery tonight, I am not working next week. <laughs> Tess, you will be. Oh, I didn't even get a ticket, so I'll be. <laughs> yeah, 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 you'll definitely be back next week. Well, thank you uh, to Katie Kellner for joining us on today's program. Uh, go out and get a coach. She's one of the coaches out there. Her f- website is forwardfocusrunning.net. Get a coach. Get out there running. It's, it's a great time of year to do so. All right, episode 188 in the books for Test Strike for William E. Docs. I'm Chris Farley. This is Pace the Nation. We will see you next week.
let the record show that I did finish my banana during the show. Chris Farley still has half a banana to go. The full Diet Coke has been finished. Though, the full Diet Coke was done before our guest even came on. This is 10 minutes early, but if she's ready, that'd be great because we could be done 10 minutes earlier. Yeah. You didn't text her? If I was expecting to call at 6.30, I would be furious if you called at 6.20. All right. Well, what are you I, sorry. I just wanted to. I wanted to counteract the diet you coke, want, you so I had to, to be healthy. Yeah, in, in front of our guests. I feel like <laughs> I, I felt like self-conscious. If you can send us like pictures, and we'll put we'll tag you on Instagram. Um, maybe pictures of you running slash coaching. Anything that you have would be awesome that we can promote the interview. Okay. With. Well, she coaches okay. over the internet. So, what do you want her like in front of a computer? <laughs> Daniel's coach, Katie, this week. And we had gone to a soccer game. And the reason I know Eric is because we were with Daniel and Eric. And Eric coached uh, his athlete, Hannah Porton. You're in like a loop right now <laughs> where you just keep saying the same information over and over and over again. I know. Anecdote. Anecdote that I was curious about. It's, it's more crowd sourcing, so I don't need it. We we've already we've given enough work for yeah. our <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah. So we'll do that next week.